What is up, my gaggle geeks? And welcome to tonight's episode where we're going to be talking about 2004. You guys already knew that because we've been covering the year 2000 for the past a little more than a month now. I am very excited for this year. This is one of the bigger years of the 2000s, and I have a wonderful host of guests here to talk with me about it. First, of course, he's always here with us, and uh, we, we wouldn't have it any other way. Chaz, what's up, man? What's up? It's Friday. It's good. Yeah, it is. Man, Friday, I'm, I'm glad that it's here. This week has been, for some reason, uncharacteristically tough, but... It, it's been a long week, especially with Labor Day, like people having work off. It feels like we actually worked a full week, even though like we had Labor Day off. That's so. true. Like at the end of work today, I was very much like, how, how many days have I been doing this? <laughs> this week felt like it's been forever. Yep. But the, the Fridays, when they hit, they hit hard. And we have got some hard hitters today for our guests. You know him already. He's a returning guest. It's Jay Moore. Let's talk about it. You in? Where are you go? Where'd I'm you still go? here. It's always a pleasure to be here on Gaggle Geeks. One of my favorite shows on Fridays. Hell yeah, man. When is the next Let's Talk About It coming out? Uh, the next Let's Talk About It is kind of in the works right now. Uh, I'm talking with a couple of uh, special people from Facebook that I met and uh, trying to get them together for a show. Uh, I can't wait for it. We're actually talking about um, 1990 movies and the idea came from you. So. Oh shit, you're doing 1990 before we're doing 1990? Well, the reason why I'm now you can't be on the 1990s show, Jake. God, damn, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, I do plan on doing the 1990s, but it's based on movies that made the 2000 movies, where people were actually definitely good at acting. Uh, so nice. Yeah. That is not going to be the route we're taking on this. But I want to introduce our final guest. He is a very talented musician, and you can check him out on Spotify with his new ep propaganda holotape it is brent how's it going man it's going well how about yourself Brent? so good i've been wanting to have you on this show for quite some time because uh we both worked together when we were working at stubhub rest in peace stubhub and we talked really? a lot about movies to the point Thanks where i was that. like we should do some kind of show or something and that in a, in a way kind of spawned this so I love the full circle having you on here to talk about the movies of 2004. Oh my God, that was a long intro. Why do I feel winded already? COVID? <laughs> yeah, that might be. <laughs> oh God. Just what kidding. Knock on wood. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's jump into the first bit of this. And it's always the game that we kind of do where I have a list of trailers that I put out clips for for 2004. And we're just going to go through them and guess what the movie is. Uh, the rules are simple, Chaz. The rules are simple, Chaz. Okay. After the trailer's over, can <laughs> you then okay. say what the movie <laughs> is? If you know it right before and scream it, then it's all for nothing. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad you, you say this because before you never stated the rules specifically. I didn't have rules until you broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Noted. <clears throat> but let's see here. Damn, maybe I do have COVID. You're coughing. Hey, you guys can still hear me pretty clear, though, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, we got you. Okay. 
All right, let's start with the first one of 2004, which is... There are those who are born to be champions. Here at Globo Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> then, I know what this is. There are these guys. Boom, 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 boom. Do you know why I'm here? Now, do you mean cosmically? You have 30 days to pay off your mortgage or you lose your gym. Who would want to buy this place anyway? Oh! All right, Brent audibly yelled, I knew this, so I, we're going to put him on the spot. What do you think? That's dodgeball. Yes, dodgeball <laughs> is still funny. No, yes, oh, still yes, v very to this day. It's still good. I was a junior in high school when this movie came out, so that was like right in the target demographic for this film. <laughs> yeah, and I and I was graduating high school when this came out. It it was funny. If you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. Oh no, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Average Joe's gym. Vince Vaughn was at his peak Vince Vaughnness, and for some reason he's in Freaky. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer that's coming out that came out yesterday. For the, it's like a Freaky Friday sp um, with a horror, horror twist film. where they yeah. go into the body of a serial killer by accident. Oh no, I haven't. Seen it's like that. the hot oh. chick, but Vince Vaughn is Rob Schneider, and he's a serial killer at the same oh, time. Oh wow! It's like American Psycho. So not dodgeball. Wait, so Rob Schneider. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I the actually hot... need to check that out. That sounds ooh, funny. The hot chick. Ooh, did we cover that one already? What year was that? Was it 2002? It was something around there. Yikes. Yeah, that 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 movie didn't work anymore. But Dodgeball weirdly really holds up. It's yeah, it it's does got, even today's standards. It does. It's got great characters. It's got um, Alan Tudyk as uh, Steve the Pirate, who is like. One of the funniest parts of the whole movie was Steve the pirate, and I'm I'm not I'm gonna spoil it. Fuck it. At the end, where he shows up, just totally clean shaven. It's like, no, it's me. I'm actually Kevin. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 good. Let's go yeah, to the good. next one we got here. Hi, this is Ruben. No. Please leave a detailed message after. Did you call me last night? Um, no, I don't think so. Ah, right in the house. He's a ferret. So you can't really see anymore. Cute. This January. You know, I'm not really a big dancer. When you've never taken a risk in your life, the first one is always the hardest. Gentlemen, do we have any idea what we're looking at here? Is it perhaps do with your movie background on your TV. Mm -hmm. You mean 50 no. First Dates? Yeah. No, that's Let's not play it again. There yeah. is a, it is a comedic actor. I think that's going to be the thing that will help you is figuring out who the voice is of the comedic actor. Hi, this is Ruben. No! Please leave a detailed message after. Did you call me last night? Um, no, I don't think so. Ah, right in the house. <laughs> He's a ferret. So you can't really see anymore. <laughs> Cute. This January. You know, I'm not really a big dancer. When you've never taken a risk in your life, the first one is always the hardest. Huh. Hmm. Have I stumped my crew? You just might have, because I'm trying to remember what that I it sounds I like will, something. I will I've give seen. you one more hint because Kelly, I'm Ruben, Ferrets, and Indecisiveness. Along came Polly. Along came Polly. Chaz got it. Yep. Okay. Mm. I was about to make a very distasteful come in the hair joke. I'm glad that he stopped me before doing that. Isn't that Along came Mary? That's Along came Mary. There's something about Mary? There's something about Mary. There's something about Mary. That, that's the we're all, the we're all fucking movie people. <laughs> and we're like, is it Along came about Mary? What are we doing here? 
My God. But let's move to the next one. For centuries, Europe has offered American tourists its culture, its culinary arts, and its mime. They're empty compartments. What, what the hell are you doing? Oh, me scusi, me scusi. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. What? Big tunnel. I know this. Protecting me. Scusi! Jay. Eurotrip. Oh, he got it. Eurotrip. That movie was actually, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I, I could watch that movie all day. This was around the time where Blockbuster had sales, too. So this is where I got yes. that. Right. No, Eurotrip. Spectacular movie for comedy. Did either of you two watch this? No? No, sir. I knew what it was, but I haven't <laughs> seen it. So, yeah. well, right. me and Jay have all I, all I All I heard was scoozy, and I already knew. <laughs> exactly. That was that was where I was at too. I heard squeezy and I was like, man, my friends was. are quoting that. You're right. <laughs> Jade, bonus points if you can guess who the actor was. Oh man, I know his name and it's at the tip of my tongue, and I wanna say Ali G, but it's not. Fred Armisen. Yeah. Yep. It was one of his first well, it's, I think it's one of his first uh, actual like film debuts and played a creepy Frenchman that when you go into a dark tunnel and you're in the same cabbie as him. Yeah, don't he's, he's just close to him, and everyone's all, <laughs> or you stay over there. <laughs> and it really spawned one of the one of the bigger like anthem rock anthems. I, yeah. I guess you would call it rock. I don't know, soft rock. With Scotty, Scotty doesn't know. Doesn't know. That was a huge <laughs> hit for that year. Everybody was singing the Scotty doesn't know song. And if you didn't know the movie, you would just think that it was just on its own a really just big hit. Song. You're right. Mm -hmm. And they made millions off of it too. <laughs> Speaking of millions. Benjamin Franklin Gates, you are undertaking the duty of the family Gates to find know this. the most treasure in history. <laughs> it grew throughout the ages and moved across continents until it was hidden by America's founding fathers. <laughs> Dude, that's National Treasure by Nick yeah. with Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas fucking Cage, that's absolutely right. And we have to put in the Nicolas Cage sound effect. I'm a kitty cat. I'm a I've actually cat. been on a Nicolas Cage binge lately. Oh no! I watched uh, Con Air <laughs> and The Rock for the first time ever, really? and having having grown an appreciation for how meme worthy Nicolas Cage is, those movies were excellent. Con Air, right? Con Air, and was John great. Malkovich, and I think it was Danny Trejo's first movie Dan too. Uh, like, yes, it was Danny Trejo's first movie. That is correct. Yep. It, that was, it was just a like this Disney prison film. rapist. <laughs> and then that was Dave, his and whole also, character. Right. And I mean, that was an all-star <laughs> cast because even Dave Chappelle was in that. Yeah, Dave Chappelle was definitely in that movie. I was, the I was shocked. And Big Rams. No, and Con Air. Oh, Con Air, really? Yeah, Big Rams was in Con Air. Big Rams was actually a pretty big role in Con Air, yeah, too. Yeah, like Him and John Malkovich are running the whole thing. Oh, wow. Well, I need to revisit my Con Airs. I, me and my girlfriend were just straight cackling for the last 30 minutes of that movie. Like mm. the cinematography, the screenplay was just, it was all done by like a five-year-old boy trying to describe an action sequence. It's just <laughs> like, much. okay, so they're flying through and they hit the donut man on the Las Vegas <laughs> strip. And it's just like, <laughs> and you're just like, what? Right. Uh, don't forget if you're still on the uh, Nicholas Cage binge. Don't forget Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, I haven't seen that. 
I'm, Brent, like, no you way. just lifted up your arm, and I I don't know why I didn't plug this. Show everybody what your arm, what's on your arm. Mine, Brent. Oh yes. I was like, I so I do on. I do professional leather work. Um, so I that was... explained the stand behind you. Yeah. Dope. So I actually uh, I worked with Black Raven Armory. Like I helped this dude move into a shop. And he turned to me and he was just like, hey, can I pay you money to uh, make professional grade leather armor? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm waiting a while for somebody to ask me that question. Uh, and a lot of the commissions and projects that I worked on were actually from metal bands in Europe. There's actually a pretty big band named Orden Ogin that uh, the guy who taught me how to make leather was friends with. He was friends with the lead singer. So we made leather armor for them and we outfitted the music video that they have for this song called Gunman that has like three or four million views now. And I'm so, always so like, impressed with that kind of stuff. That's just like, that's kind of the tip of the iceberg. And like that outfit has since kind of, it was, it was, it was pretty mismanaged. I'll be totally honest, like financially. And so it ended up kind of disappearing, but they basically taught me how to do everything from the ground up. Like I can get like undyed raw leather and just turn it into whatever I need to turn it into at this point in time. So sure, that's a beautiful so thing, cool. man. Kudos to you, man. I we know need to make a full some... hiccup cosplay from right, How to Train the Dragon. I mean, I could. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. <laughs> I have. You I could have and then go to Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. When there is a Comic Con, when it's yeah. not. It's, it's I do. Gen I do generally try to avoid like cosplay and stuff like that, just simply for the fact that like. A lot of people who are doing cosplay, they're kind of doing a one and done. And so making a leather armor outfit for somebody, I mean, that's, mm. we're talking like a full hiccup costume that's actually like the leather quality that I create. It's like, that's like $1,400. Dang. And Dang. so, like, there's that's a lot really of really not bad comparatively, though. Like, for what I'm some people about. will do for their cosplays, that's not that bad. Man, but that's a lot my of... rent. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's my rent. Like, fine. I'll admit. I'll admit. And so a lot of people in their minds are like, I only want to spend like what on a, on a cosplay like that? I want to spend like $300 tops. And the way they do that is out of like warbler, which is kind of like that foam material. Like they basically do a lot of the armor segments out of really lightweight foam and plastics and stuff like that. And that's just all of a sudden that kind of like exits the kinds of stuff that I do. And so generally I don't appeal to like cosplayers because of that one and done attitude they have, but but I, I do a lot of other kind of stuff with it, so. Mm. Mm. Very cool. Well, we, we always have to showcase that stuff because your Gaggle Geeks is not just about movies, even though it's mainly just about movies. It's also about the people that are coming on and the things that they're great at. And you seem to be multifaceted with many things that you're great at. So okay. leather work is awesome. Enough schmoozing, now to the next one. Yo, what's up, money? You got a problem? Nah, yo, hold my poodle, huh? Hold my poodle, dog. What, you want some of this? You want some of this? Mark, you don't want none of this, son. I take the both of you. Jay, I see a smile on your face. Do you know it? It sounds so funny, and I forgot what it was called just now. I no. Said something. Damn it. <laughs> Brett, what did you just search? I just cheated. God damn it! I, I watched well, it. So you, I'm watching all of you bitches. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was, but "Hold my poodle" is a pretty funny line. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> all right, you guys want one more? One more try? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, what's up, money? You got a problem? 
Now, yo, hold my poodle, huh? Hold my poodle, dog. What, you want some of this? You want some of this? Mark, you don't want none of this, son. I take the both of you. Is it Friday? Oh, damn it. You were so excited about it. White chicks. No, it's Oh, shit. Yeah, I was really surprised. None of you got white chicks. Dang. All right, let me... The only thing I remember from White Chicks is Terry Crews singing that song in the car. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I remember yeah, it through yeah. and through. He was, he was dressed up as a white chick when he was at, hold my poop, son. You got a problem? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like one of the first few times that, yeah. Oh, man. That was a fun, that's a fun movie still. Right, so, it is. It, well, like, it, if that came out today, actually it would not come out today. I'm fairly <laughs> confident that that movie would not come out in 2020. Right, there was actually an article about that, like, would white chicks be able to be played in theaters or on TV in today's society as, as of 2020? And most people were like, no. Even the Wayans were like, yeah, there's no way. There's, there's no way. Well, he we got asked, we Yeah, he asked that. Someone asked him that question during a radio interview, and he was like, "Yeah, there's no way. There's just no way." That's pretty I funny. I love Major Pain so much, but <laughs> I, I don't think I ever watched like White Girls all the way through, just to kind of like throw out my love for the Wayne Brothers. So. White chicks. You said white girls, but it, it's okay. We'll let that slide. White chicks. <laughs> he was trying to be more PC about it, Jay. Okay, <laughs> he's being a little more PC. He's not giving the film what it wants. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> next one. He's large. And that's a sign that the tank is full. He's lazy. And he's in love. Oh, baby. You're so cute. With himself. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just big boned, okay? This is a tough oh, one. Garfield. Shit. No, it's not. Oh. Holy fuck. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, Garfield. That sounds like Bill Murray. How many times did you watch that, Chaz? Uh, so I actually watched that when we were on a road trip to Oregon, actually. And we had like one of those portable DVD players, and that was one of the DVDs we had. So I'd watch that throughout nice. the whole trip. So Bill Murray. Fat I was cat. old enough that I saw the commercial for that movie when I was in high school, and I was like, this looks like ass. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Yeah. See, and I, I was I was in like third grade, fourth grade around this time, so I was I was a little young one. The film's so bad that Bill Murray had to burn it in Zombieland. <laughs> Eddie, yep. do you have any regrets? He did. Garfield, maybe. Garfield. <laughs> yeah. And I think in uh, Zombieland Two, they also make fun of it again because he's in the press junket for another Garfield, maybe. Oh yeah. And he's yeah, beating the crap out of people with like the cut signs and stuff. Oh man. I, I What's interesting that. is there definitely seems to be like the paycheck years for actors. Like Nicolas Cage to go back to him definitely had his paycheck years. Oh yeah. But oh, like yeah. every year like, is a paycheck year for Nick Cage, but he also has another like indie random. <laughs> like Hilar to Space was great. Anyways, I, I'll, I'll get off of that. Uh, for <laughs> Bill Murray, he came out with Life Aquatic in 2004 yeah, as he well. Did. So it's weird mm -hmm. to think that like he had such a paycheck movie in the same year that he actually had like a fairly good and fairly iconic movie for what what his career held. Well, so. it's that classic. It's that classic line of one for them and one for you, right? Where. It might be something where the studio is going to let him be able to do this project, but the only way that he'll be able to is if he does this project. 
Yeah, he also did a Lost in Translation. This is that's 2003, so we don't get it. Mm, but just movie. saying, like, oh, we were he, he was doing good yesterday. movies. He was doing good movies. Then he just like did <laughs> Garfield. Like, <laughs> right? Ugh. Well, let's get that. Let's wash that out of our mouths a little bit, right? Who's that? Who's in there? Hey, one more time. All right, Saw. pay close attention. God damn it. I'm going to play it one more time because you still yeah. said I should. That laugh right there, yep. Mm -hmm. All right, what we got it. That? that was Saw. The first one? Directed mm -hmm. by James Wan and written by Lee? Lay? How do we decide to say it? Lee Winnell? Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell. Winnell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's directing horror movies now? So. That, hey, that? Didn't he just do Invisible Man? He did Invisible Man, yeah. And James Wan's moved on to like, the DC universe with Aquaman. So it's kind of Well, cool. and he's, he also he came back for Conjuring 3, which was going to come out this year, but was delayed. Is he coming back for that? I thought that was Michael Shabbos. It's already done. He's already filmed it, and it's, it's oh, in the shit. can. Okay. Yep. All right. I really like James Wan. Yeah. I, I love the first <laughs> Saw movie. It's for so this being his first thing, holy cow. Yeah. He's a great director. And wow. even the actors that they had in Saw, they were great. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it uh, Carrie Elwes? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and and one thing I actually liked about Saw, even though it was one of those like horror thriller movies, and I don't do horror thriller movies at all, but I did actually enjoy the storyline. It reminded me of like listening to Saw as an audiobook or something like that. Like it was it was good. I liked the the storyline. So very good. All right. Speaking of storylines, I think we all might know this one pretty well. Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? I'm not lonely. I'm beloved by everyone in San Diego. You're so wise. You're like a miniature Buddha covered in hair. I couldn't put a lot of the iconic lines in this because it is so iconic, but That's I know... Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anchorman, I think, might have been the most watched film for me of this year. I know we didn't have that as a list, but it was the most watched. I, on repeat, every night I was watching, every time the, the Jack Black kicked that fake dog off of the bridge, I would lose my shit for like five to ten minutes, not know anything that happened after that because I was rewinding it to go back to that scene. That movie's fantastic. Still holds up. Dr. Henry Roth's best relationships were with his patients, and he wasn't looking to settle down. But one day, the unthinkable happened. Are you staring at me or her? Because you're starting to freak me out. And we'll see. Oh, Henry Roth, nice to meet you. Anyone, um... Huh, is that, is that 51st Dates? I, I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think it... Maybe, might be. Yes, Fifty <laughs> First Dates. What do you guys think of Fifty First Dates? I, I haven't thought, seen it since it came out. So. I actually watched that serious? movie like six, seven times in like a week because I actually enjoyed the performance that Adam Sandler did, and I could appreciate what he was doing. Plus, I was going through an emotional stage during that time, so um, it, it. I honestly felt really in tune with that movie i like drew barrymore's part uh i like everyone in the diner they were awesome <laughs> they, i mean that they, the diner kind of to me made the movie because he would go back to that same diner every day 
Just well, Reese is on just the, the huge poly cook. But the the story itself I, I got a little too emotionally attached to because I could see how much the dad uh who played the father? I, I forgot who played the father. Ah uh, shoot, he's uh, Sean's dad from Boy Meets World, which is not right. an answer, I grant you, but um and he's also on in the water boy. He's actually been in a couple things with Right, he was in the Water see. Boy as well. Yeah, Sean um, Aston. Um, oh, I think we got it here. Blake Clark. Yes, and the the level of being a dad is exactly what he was doing in that movie, and I think he portrayed it very well. I have a really interesting Fifty First Date story. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but I spent about six to seven months living in Hawaii, specifically on the island that they filmed this also filmed Jurassic Park. I think I lived about a half hour away from, it's called Kula Ranch. And that's where they filmed a lot of the dinosaur stuff. Like the big handprint is still there. And they take like some of the, some of the Jeeps that still have the logos and like drive around and show off all the stuff that they had from set and things. But they also had this warehouse just a few streets down from where I was living, not like the half hour drive. And any, any time you would drive past and there was some new prop it's like, what the hell is that? What is that doing here? And one day we drove past, we would see like a raptor just suddenly appear. And we're like, that's creepy because it's just surrounded by jungle. So it looks <laughs> like it could be an actual raptor chilling there. We had Dharma vans from Lost driving around. That really freaked me out. And uh. often, um, uh, this was the one we saw, I believe it was Drew Barrymore's Jeep that yellow Jeep that was yellow from this one. movie. I remember that very vividly growing up because that was such a cool car to me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, now they're just gas guzzlers and overpriced for what they are. Sorry, I'm a car guy too. It's a pace. So. I also love 51st States. I think it has one of my favorite comedic deliveries. When Drew Barrymore hits Rob Schneider with the baseball bat, he's running away in the distance and he's just like, you crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love that scene in that live. Like, it's, it's a really good movie. I like that. Drew Barrymore sitting like, fuck you, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I it so really love that. Adam fun. Sandler and Drew Barrymore's on-screen chemistry is one of the strongest of any two actors that are involved with stuff. No? For, for comedic role, for comedic role, I would agree. I would say in Romance too, The Wedding Singer, man, oh my gosh. Yeah, they, they, they play off each other very well. And, and, and it shows. Sparks. It shows. Why are you making that face, Chaz? You disagree? Mr. Saw this disagree. film once? I, I, I didn't see it once. I just thought the last time I saw it was like way Or maybe way you ago. only think you saw it once but you forgot. Oh, could be because probably wasn't that good. I don't know. <laughs> oh, do oh, God, wait a oh, God damn it! Don't wow. don't tell me you're a Sandra Bullock fucking what's his? Uh, oh my! Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Are you one? Dude, of, that movie is fucking cute. Don't talk shit on that. We'll talk about wait, that when we come across wait, it. Wait, which one? The proposal. The proposal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we got to wrap these up. I, I always get too wrapped up in talking about these. Well, because that's what the fucking show is. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's one. what the show is. No matter how many times you save the world, it always manages to get back in jeopardy again. I feel like the maid. I just cleaned no. up this mess. Can we keep it clean for, for 10 minutes? I know minutes? this movie, hands down. Well, that's, we got, that's the Incredibles. 
that there's is the no, Incredibles. There's, there's no, no way I could not know The Incredibles. One, because I watch that movie every month, too. It's on my movie yep. monthly watch list. That Directed by Brad Bird. Yes. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Love The Incredibles, man. The, the, the story and the feeling you get when you watch that, you feel for Mr. Incredible because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's just fighting just to be who he is. And a society is telling him that that's not who you can be anymore. It's like telling Batman, hey, we don't need you anymore. Oh, wait, they did do that. What movie was that in? Uh, which Return of the Dark last Knight. two ones were about that. <laughs> yeah, Return of the Dark Knight Part 2, they did that. So. Mm. The Incredibles like creatively inspired me too. Like I watch it behind the scenes and everywhere around the studio when Brad Bird was directing and making that movie, he had this sign up that said, use the whole Buffalo. That was like, it was an analogy that was compared to like Native American tribes who would use the whole Buffalo. They'd use every single piece of it for better or for worse. And that's in my opinion, part of the reason that movie turned out so like relatable and also just big like from the lawsuits to the family to like the kids having superpowers and what that means like every facet of that movie is detailed down to the smallest parts and it just it soars it's so good absolutely and and the villain being a a non-powered villain and and honestly not really necessarily being a bad person at the beginning just wanting to help but having that turn very nuanced for a character especially in an animated film no less who played the villain in that? Mm, I'm not sure. That's a good. To look I've already right got now. too many screens up, so someone else has got to be the screen guy for that. But for what movie? let's talk about another, uh, The Incredibles. But we can move to this real quick. It's just another group of supers, possibly. I don't know. And just what does this have to do with me? Last week in Paris, we caught four terrorists. Oh. <laughs> I know this one we too. To find out who sold it to them. We'll see if Chaz Our can only get hope it. is to have somebody act like a terrorist. We need an actor, and they say you're the best. All right, Jane Brent, say it on three. One, two, three. America! Team America, world Fuck <laughs> <laughs> How can you not get that movie, dude? Oh, I got, no, 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 that makes sense. I'm, I, I know that America, fuck yeah, and like that weird fucking puppet sex scene, but uh, that's not weird, like more like iconic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Jason Lee played exactly Jason Lee played Syndrome in uh, Incredibles 2. Oh, Incredibles. I hear that now. I hear that. My name is Errol. I did not know that. But I just saw that too, and I was like, holy shit, that's Jason Lee. So. Good news. First row of this is done. We've got one, two, three, four more left. And I think some of these are going to be fairly easy. Let's go to this one. Oh, this is. Uh... Oh, I can't say this. Nothing? No, oh, um, I know what it is. It's a movie with uh, Tom Hanks, Polar Express, right? No. No, 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 no. I think I've got it. It's Harry Potter. And the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. That's the That's last the one that it? I saw. That was part Ooh, of it, yeah. I have to take a specific bit. What? What? What just happened? What did I miss? That's the last one he saw. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch any Harry Potter movies past that one. Don't worry, serious. You're not alone. 
I think the the last the last one I watched was the seventh one. That was the last one. I actually have to watch the. the That's the last one there is, Jay. Oh, now, well, granted, then it's, then it's granted. I did read all the books and I really enjoyed the books, but like I just became disinterested in the movies. Past oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck it! We're done. Wrap it up. Wrap Which, it up. You guys can be... exit the, the Zoom, okay? Just kidding. <laughs> Which, I'll be totally honest, this. I think that I may go back and watch the Harry Potter movies near the end because I really like Daniel Radcliffe. I, like, saw Swiss Army Man and was like, okay, this guy's all right. Isn't he in uh, Akimbo something? Guns Akimbo, yeah, I saw Guns that one, too. Was it, was it decent? <sighs> no. But... <laughs> 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 it was it wasn't very good like it was funny when i was watching it i wanted to like it because i like samara weaving i think that ready or not was probably my surprise hit movie of hell yeah dude. it was either last year or the year before and she's like this kind of bride that's going through like well i don't want to spoil anything she's good she's a bride that's going through a scenario where she's gonna get murdered and she's actually really good in that movie. So Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe are the leads in Guns Akimbo. And I was like, oh, this should be tight. And it ended up being boring. Okay. It was weird. I was like, I don't know. Well, it keeps, it keeps popping up on my my movie list of things that I, I'm supposed to watch. And I, my goal is to watch the movies excuse me, that no one else is going to watch. So being as that you've watched it for me, I don't have to bother watching it anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's it how has that kind works. of like it has like this weird low budget vibe to it. And the world has a hard time making itself believable. And so it like strangely, like the premise, it doesn't seem like it should be that hard to pull off because all you really need to do with a premise like that is be crazy. But it somehow falls short. Like it kind of feels like Suicide Squad, which that might be kicking. I might be kicking a bee's nest by bringing that up. But I you felt like Suicide. Have. Oh shit! I saw Chaz's <laughs> eyes light up like it was goddamn Christmas. But I feel like I feel like where Suicide Squad failed was in a similar vein, where all Suicide Squad needed to do. Well, well, not all it needed to do. Like it's it's kind of like a big task, <laughs> but it needed it needed to be crazy and unhinged and unpredictable. And it ended up just being like, oh, we're all Piece sad. We're all sad criminals. <laughs> Once you mentioned, you mentioned Suicide Squad, and like, Chaz was like, "Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust." <laughs> so much shit on it, dude. <laughs> okay. Question. Uh, we need to talk about the next one. All right, yeah. which is an unscrupulous guardian. All I ask is that you do each unfortunate and every little thing. Fuck that you! Popped. The one goddamn rule that we. Oh my goodness. We did, we, Chaz. We oh did talk about goodness. that. We talked about that. Yeah. Was, well, you got it. You got it. Don't we have to move. We was, have to move on. So that was fair too. enough. Fair enough. I'm getting ready to say it too. <laughs> but, but okay, but, but you said you want to talk about what do you, what do you want to talk about that movie? Like how awful it was, or how much I like that movie? Actually, oh shit, I really enjoy a series of unfortunate events better than the Netflix series. Mike drop. I don't like Neil Patrick Harris's Count Olaf as much as I like Jim Carrey. Jim, Car Jim Carrey's a good Count Olaf. His Count Olaf uh... is really good, and I hope I like think of if they just picked up with that, you know. They just said, this is the continuation. We're going to do the rest of these. Maybe do it the same, but involve Jim Carrey. Because Neil Patrick Harris just did not work. MPH didn't work, yeah. No. Nah. I agree. I, fair enough. Well, everyone can come after me. I don't fucking care. 
Why did you tell them that my novel was being published? You've been officially depressed for like two years now. We're gonna go have some fun, Miles. Do you remember fun? Sideways. If a woman finds out how I'm dead again, then I'm not a published author. Sideways with Paul Giamatti. Yes. I would have never guessed that. I've Neither would I. I don't even know what that movie it. is. Yeah, we, de- we definitely took us for our loop. Yeah, I or just recently watched that. Dude, a that lot guy. of the ones that I thought would be the tough ones, like, yeah, she's just smacking them. Okay, I'll be quiet this next one. Well, cause, well, this is the easiest goddamn one. This is the last one, and then we're going to start going through our favorites, least, and underrated. all right? Fair enough. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Gives us strength. Makes us noble. Oh, okay, I know what this is. Don't tell me it's what I think it is. I'm trying. So where you been, pal? You don't return my calls. I've been kind of busy. Taking pictures of your friend? Yeah, of my friend. <laughs> All right, do we know this? On yeah. three. I'm going to say it too. One, two, three. Kick-ass. Spider-Man two. Thwip. Yep, two. Nice. Did Kick-ass come out this year? Was that a natural guess, or are you just... No, I'm just trolling. I'm saying that because, like, people you're the prefer and you're dude, controlling people, the show. People prefer Spider-Man two over the first Spider-Man, but I think the first Spider-Man kicks more ass than the second Spider-Man. So interesting. Actually, that's a hot I take. Disagree. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I disagree. When that movie came out, I lost my shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that fight scene on the train, still to this day is the most iconic scene you could ever have. Name one scene in Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire that's any better than that. That the is Green a Goblin fight point. scene in the third Jay act. Has got you mean that point. Power Rangers fight where half of it isn't even the actors and they're doing weird fly stunts? He kicks him and he Dude, flies with a wire into a brick wall. Super this fucking dark, though. that still last. The, that train, and plus you got Joey Diaz jumping in, and be like, "You gotta go through him. You gotta go through us in the subway." Okay, but how dumb is it that they all lift him up and like move him across the train? Oh, fucking iconic, crazy, dude! So fish, yeah, dude. No way. <laughs> Not to you're mention, dissing, you're dissing the city. You're dissing dude, the city of New the York thing. on this day, Chaz. Can't, can't, really? Oh, really? Oh. Really? We're going dude, there? I, I, I totally forgot here, that it was that day. Here, honestly, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, the, the line that pissed me off about this movie is at the very end where Mary Jane's like, go get him, tiger. Like, what the fuck? That's from you the comics. Dumb ass fuck, dude. I don't give a shit if it's from the comics. That's bad writing. <laughs> Fucking stupid as fuck, man. Well, Here's I what mean, I, I actually agree with that. And it also led into like, what was it? The beginning of Spider-Man 3? Oh, yeah. Go get him, tiger. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I never liked the Mary Jane in... Peter Parker dynamic in any of these films. The will they, won't they stuff honestly just pissed me off every time. Because so they never are you really saying you would so are you saying you would rather have the Andrew Garfield version of I think they did a much better and... job of me believing that they actually liked each other. I did not believe in any sort of the imagination that Kirsten Dunst and Tony McGuire actually were like, oh, we're cool. Yeah, and, he, and not to mention, he's a goofy, ugly-looking dude. And she <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, like you can't, you can't but help her feel for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, she's got this. She's got this. No captain, lies. What is this guy? An astronaut that she's dating in this? And that Peter Parker has to show up to do yeah, the photography Joe, for Yeah, uh, Jay Jonah Jameson's son. So he he is an astronaut, yeah. and she's like, yeah, this frumpy dude though that lies to me a lot. 
and that continuously puts me in danger, maybe him. Right. We'll oh, and, and and he swings across the city for some reason. I don't know. Gymnastics. Pilates. That upside down kiss. That I'll uh-huh. always say that that's money. That's Spider Man one though. Spider-Man that's Spider-Man two. One. You yeah, got that's... Doc Ock, who was a much more fleshed out villain than Green Goblin ever was. Yeah. It was a fantastic performance by through through Green yeah, Goblin, uh, through Venom, and through uh, Sandman, through all the villains that Tobey Maguire had to face. Doc Ock was the best. Doc Ock know, was. I think Eddie Brock pulled it off pretty well. Alfred Molina, who played Doc yeah. Ock, was incredible in that. That, we that scene about. in the in the surgery room when they're first trying to disassemble his claws is something out of a horror movie. It's no. terrifying. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, Independence Day. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it reminds me of. When I the feel like it were killing everyone. Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. My bad. No, 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 that was me interrupting you. I'm sorry about yeah. that. No, but I feel like it was really Sam Raimi, like, flexing his evil dead muscles. He was just, like, he was was coming out strong, and he was like, you know what? I want my villain to be scary, and God damn it, I'm going to make him scary. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Seriously. And now he's doing Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange, and you better believe that they looked at that scene and was like, I want some of that in this pseudo-horror film that we're trying to go with. You know, I, I, it almost makes me wonder what if they actually reference some of his past work, like that scene from Spider-Man 2 in Doctor Strange. You know, if well, what if they bring in Tobey Maguire? Right. Know. You know, that that's or Andrew Garfield, all the Spider-Mans at once. You know, they all get multiverse. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if they do that? What about the ultimate version of Tony Stark? And so that's for another another time. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. No, no worries, man. Let's let's segue over though to what our tops, bottoms, and in betweens are for this. Okay, I want to start with Brent because he had the least amount of time to pull this out of and, and have picks. But for two thousand four, what is your best, your worst, and your recommendation for maybe an underrated film? My best is easy because it's already in my top five favorite movies: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like, did you like Kaufman's newest film? Then I haven't seen it. Like it's on my list. Reviews on the really, website. Really Chaz wrote it. Gotcha. Too kind. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you talk were not about kind. Eternal, talk about Eternal Sunshine. Where where were you when you saw it? What were your feelings? I mean, one thing to point out is I saw Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind for the first time after my divorce, like back in like 2015. And so Shit. having like a major breakup. And then watching a movie that explores like the different feelings of people in different phases of relationships and the pain that they can cause, like, and also like the hope that people have in being able to share their lives with somebody. Like there are so many facets of that movie that get explored from, you know, not just Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet's character, but there's like that one kind of doctor and his assistant there's uh the assistance themselves between each other like there's lots of different themes that get presented throughout the movie and then michelle gondry is my favorite music video director of all time and so the fact that he uses so many of his camera tricks in the movie to make it look trippy without really using a whole lot of cgi or digital effects it's awesome like there's so much of that movie that i love not only from like the script and the way that the characters interact with each other, but also for the way that it's shot and the way that it's really trippy. Like, I really dig it, so. That's a great recommendation. Who is, what is your least favorite? 
my least favorite movie. I was actually looking through the list. And what's funny is when you look through a list of 2004 movies, it'll show you a lot of the ones that people remember fondly. And so I'm trying to look through and find one where I was like, oh, I was like overtly disappointed. I don't know if I can say that I really hated anything that I see in front of me, like with disgust or disdain. But I will say that I was disappointed by Alien versus Predator. Yes. I, I remember seeing that movie and I was a kid. I grew up with the action figures, watched the first Alien and scared the shit out of myself and watched Alien versus Predator. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I wasn't expecting, like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting, like, an Oscar worthy, like, masterpiece, but I was expecting a whole lot more than what I got. So <laughs> I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. What do you recommend for people though with 2004? I was about to say 2014. It's Friday. For, for recommending, that, that's kind of a weird one. Like, I wasn't, or I guess, really underrated. I mean, recommending. <laughs> um, this is, you guys are probably going to like all collectively like groan at me and like facepalm. But honestly, I think that the, the movie that's hard to, that's hard for me to like understate how important it was for like indie comedy, Napoleon Dynamite. I can go good with pick. that. That's a good pull. That, that's a good pull. Because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of comedy for a lot of white man comedy before Napoleon Dynamite was just like college bros and like all this different stuff. And also Napoleon Dynamite showed like white culture is just being a bunch of weird ass people like we are. And like, it's kind of like this expose, but it's, it's like really Ball. funny. And so like, I, I can really recommend it as being a movie that if somebody was like, what is one of the more culturally important movies of 2004? Like I was in Fairfield, California. I was going to Fairfield High. And uh, when this movie came out and my, my high school, like, like white people were a minority, like it was incredibly diverse. Like we had, we had tons of like, we had tons of Asians, we had tons of Mexicans, we had tons of black guys. And like everybody loved that movie. Like everybody was saying vote for Pedro. Everybody kind of came together to appreciate how weird white people are. <laughs> and yeah. like, it was, it was kind of this interesting cultural moment that was actually shared among all the cultures. And I, I, I don't know, I think it was really sweet. Well, not just a white, so. a white male, but like a Midwestern small town group of weird people. You know what I mean? Yeah. We yeah, played Tetherball. I saw that movie with my ex and her family, and they were the only ones laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And, yeah. And, 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 and during that time, I was the only black guy in town, so you can only imagine. What <laughs> it's so, so weird. It, just, is so it, weird. It, it, is, it is definitely Jokes weird. just flying by every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's had, exactly what it felt like. You had great picks, Brent. Thank you. Jay, we're cutting to you, man. You got to give us your picks. Because I know Chaz is going to have like 80 for each one. So I don't know whether <laughs> I'm going to take my chance before him. That way, at least I don't have all my picks already taken. Yeah, because you guys no. seem to argue all the time. So um, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite movies of 2004 is Denzel Washington, A Man on Fire. Um, you and because that also starred, I believe, Dakota Fanning as well as he was trying to find her. It's such a heartfelt movie. I first watched this movie with my dad. We didn't see it in theater. We waited for it to come out a couple years later. But when I saw it, 
um, my dad was like, now tell me if you were protecting someone's kid, would you not do that? I was like, all day. There's, there's no question about that. I'm getting paid to do a job. I do the job. I do it right. But in this case, this man has a physical attachment to her. You know what I mean? Like a birth. So it's only natural. You know, I, I felt Denzel Washington in this movie. This is one of those movies that, you know, when you see Denzel Washington playing it, you have to pay attention. You know what I mean? That was definitely one of my movies. Man on Fire. Such a nice. good movie. Um, the movie that I did not like out of 2004. And I'm sure you guys will agree with me unless you've seen it. But coming from a predominantly black neighborhood and black family, it would have to be Fat Albert. Uh, mostly because that was not in my era. That was not in my time. But when I did see the actual live action Fat Albert, I was sorely disappointed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I honestly thought that Keenan Mitchell would do a better job. No, Keenan. Especially Thompson. coming off of like Keenan and Kel. Like, yeah, he coming off of Keenan and Kel and then to go straight into Fat Albert. Like, it was a star, it was his first starring role. Other than that, he was also in what the Mighty Ducks back in the in the 90s and stuff like that. So to go mm -hmm. from all that, Nickelodeon, all that, to yeah. Fat Albert was a sorely disappointment for me. I didn't. Well, I didn't even see it. I knew, I remember seeing the trailers, being like, I don't think this is gonna be good. Right. Uh, I also uh, loved Kill Bill Volume Two that came out that year as well. Um, you know the conclusion to Kill Bill, which I feel that Quentin Tarantino should do a third one, but he's already confirmed that he's not doing a, a, another one. Um, you know, and, and it's sad because I would definitely like to see Uma Thurman go up against Black Mamba's daughter. I mean, uh, the daughter. Uh, from yeah. Vivica Fox. Um, and my recommended movie, um, I would have to say The Day After Tomorrow. Nice. Um, Day After Tomorrow was a, that I believe Dennis Quaid was in that movie. And um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Emily Rawson. Yeah. Right. Wow. And to me, The Day After Tomorrow is kind of like what we're going through right now with COVID-19. <laughs> no one wants to listen to the guy who knows exactly what he's talking about. This is so, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> right? And in this case, it's Dennis Quaid. And, you know, he's Dr. Fauci. And then, of course, you know, we got Colt 45, you know, our celebrity <laughs> in chief, our president, Kobefi. Yeah. Oh, you know, no. so. Hey, I love you. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I'm going to be honest about it, man. That day after tomorrow, if that were to come on right now, I would sit down and watch it. And honestly, I'm surprised I don't own it. Mm. Those are great picks, man. Oh, on top of that, we also have um, another movie that I liked as well was The Born Supremacy. I oh, yeah. Also, the first one. Uh, to me, and this brings up Chaz's point, if, you were to, if Jason Bourne were to go up against James Bond, Jason Bourne wins. I'm sorry. You're Fair enough. Point. Fair enough. But I don't think Jason Bourne has has as many resources, so it depends on if this certain Bond can use his resources the right way. Okay, but you have to remember, Jason Bourne can make his own resources. In the <laughs> second movie, he used a book to crush a guy's thorax. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. A book. Nice. A book. <laughs> so, 
and then just, the, and then the rocks walking tall so other than that um, walking tall oh that and killville 2 i'm totally on board with you killville 2 is so underrated right. out of tarantino's like library of movies very good i agree all right agree. i'm gonna steal it from me. you Chaz. i'm stealing it from you because i know you might have some of these okay or maybe not we'll see i'll start with the worst because worst is first and that's catwoman Fuck that movie. <laughs> Hell no. I agree. Hell no. <laughs> no, this brings up Brent's point. This brings up Brent's point that this was a movie for a check. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. everyone has their paycheck here for me. Well, or even worse, was a... it wasn't. <laughs> oh, They're oh, like, we're her, making the greatest new superhero wasn't. film. <laughs> Dude, but I'll, I'll argue like this, it's probably going to be better than the Snyder Cut, so... Yeah, I heard you say that shit before, and I've got mute on standby. For Damn that. it, Chaz. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not supposed to bring up the Snyder Cut. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I really have for the worst, because really, like, that one, that one's the mm. only one where you really, you watch the basketball scene, and you watch the editing during that scene, and it's cut like how Liam Neeson jumps over a fence and taken. There's, like, 50 cut scenes to get one man over a tiny fence, there's about 5,000 cutscenes to have Halle Berry look competent playing a basketball game with someone. It's ridiculous. But let's see, you know, for my recommendations, this is one that maybe not a lot of people have watched, but I really like it. It's a David O. Russell film. I Heart Huckabees is super fun to watch. I have not seen that one. Haven't seen I've it. not seen that one. It's really good. You've got, um, oh crap, I'm gonna already get every name wrong. Let me pull the thing. Ah. <laughs> Oh, he owns it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I do. Dedication. Maybe. I love I the dedication. Not. I don't have it. No, I'm just kidding. It's somewhere over there. Uh, who's the guy that's always in um, Wes Anderson films? Jason something. Schwartzman? Is that, is that his last name? He was Gideon in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh. Uh, it's oh. Jason something. Jason yeah. Schwartzman, yeah. Yes. Schwartzman. Cool, I got it. Yes, still got my cred. So yeah, he is the lead in it. He's going through an existential crisis. He works for a company that does that's trying to basically save uh, this marsh that a big industrial clothing shop or something is being built under. He's working with the company whose head is Jude Law, and they're basically fighting each other over um, the company wanting to take over the land and uh, Jason Sportsman like just writing poetry about rocks and hoping that that will stop a bulldozer from trying to tear apart something. He goes and meets these two people, Lily Tomlin and Dustin Hoffman, who are called existential therapists, existential investigators, were essentially in a very deadpan, uh, just really funny type of way. They're going into his life philosophically and they're, and they're just dissecting every bit of him. And, and it's really interesting. It's a funny movie. I highly recommend it. It, it definitely see it high even. That might actually make it a little better, who knows. Uh, other recommendation, Shrek 2. I know we, we don't really talk a ton about it right now, but Shrek 2 has like an Avengers Endgame level pump up at the end. The I Need a Hero sequence, go watch that. It's insane how much it builds up. You know, I have to watch Shrek every single day. <laughs> uh, because Luther has it on his tablet, it's a religious thing. If he's not watching Shrek, he's watching Shrek 2. If he's not watching Shrek 2, he's watching Shrekly Ever After. Uh, if he's not watching that, he's re-watching the trailer for uh, Far, Far Away Idol from Shrek. Or he, he, 
dude, I'm all strecked out, okay? Don't get me wrong. I love the adult humor. I do. But there is some times where you just got to sit there and be like, all right, son, enough is enough. Nice. Enough is enough. I've got a 2004 movie exactly like that. I have an enough is enough movie. And is that it? is Phantom of the fucking Opera. Yes. Oh. I was going to bring that up. Bring that up. <laughs> of Joel Schumacher. How dare you? Fuck that movie. No, That's but, yeah. no, but <laughs> that was my first uh, date no. movie. Brad, Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. 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 Get him. I'm putting, actually, I'm putting on your music. Hold on. I'm putting on your music. <laughs> oh, I was going to use my list. I was going to say, actually, Phantom of the Opera is on my best of. Oh. I know. <laughs> wow. Man. Wow. That is one of my favorite musicals. Um, not, yes take it yeah yeah I, i'm not a huge musical fan but i think that's like one of the memorable things of 2004 when i think that i think gerard butler and and uh emily rossum who or emmy rossum sorry uh who was in day after tomorrow too so mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a fun film in that sense but um i also have Shaun of the dead as one of my favorite films of 2004 yes. you're right that was, that was actually one of the movies i would watch uh, at my friend's sleepover, and you know, I was in like third, fourth grade at this time, so like it was like one of those R rated movies we have to watch late at night when everybody's in bed. And mm-hmm. so, it's one of my first introductions to comedy and gore in that sense. Oh, yeah. um, my favorite part is when he turns off the music as a zombie. <laughs> yeah. I gotta bring up uh, my other favorite before you go collateral. Okay. I was gonna Ooh. say that too, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a great, great movie definitely check it out if you guys haven't there's there's also underrated i suppose you could say for like the village and garden state but um oh i guess anchorman is also one of my favorites because just because my age group and how i was watching it religiously much like jay's son i just watched it all the time we didn't have tablets so i was just going through the vhs and burning through it i shit you not luther is sitting right there right now watching (laughs) shrek one right now I am telling you the truth. He's sitting right there spinning his thing, watching Shrek. Can I ask, has it, did anybody else see Luther walk past with tongs that he was using to fan himself? No. Okay. I saw that and I tried so hard not to break because it was the best thing I'd ever seen. You know, I'm glad you didn't because I was trying to like stay, you know. It was awesome. With him. <laughs> all right that's i'm i'm spent Chaz, give us the rest tell us okay, what you got collateral is also on my best list uh tom cruise does an excellent job in that it's actually my first introduction to michael mann um, oh yeah really? yeah but um it's, it's shot so beautifully but as far as worst films go i'll do my underrated last because i have more than that um you have mean girls on it do you not for underrated do you have it on anything yes good Okay. Uh, for worse, <laughs> for, for worse, I have Scooby-Doo too. Uh, my wife does not want to hear you say that. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I also she have a Scooby-Doo fan. I also have Starsky and Hutch. Oof, yeah. That's, I, I, I'll agree with you on that one. And I also have Unfortunate Events because I, I don't think that is a good movie either. Damn. I was giving you shit for it because I think Jim Carrey is... Yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> You're right. I'll, oh, I also have um, okay, we'll, we'll do we'll do my underrated. Here's here's my stuff that I actually enjoy watching. That's not my favorite necessarily, right? Blade Trinity. Interesting. I, I saw that at a young age, and I thought the action was badass. My first introduction to Ryan Reynolds. Um, really? Yeah, dude, it's fun. Slow motion at the very end. I think it, I think the third act's really fun to watch. And also Triple H. I was in wrestling then too. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale. I could watch that too. That was actually a pretty fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in the drive-in, so that was kind of a fun thing. 13 going on 30. Very fun movie, weirdly enough. I liked (laughs) that movie. Yes. Um, Then I also have Mean Girls. And then for the last one, I have The Punisher. Whoa, let's hold up, hold up. Mean Girls is Wait, like the Thomas Jane one? Tom, yes. Yeah, Thomas Jane one. Yeah, the, the, that's the first one. The the, the one the they, they came out with. <laughs> that I think you hurt Brent a little on that. Okay, I I, I loved. Here's the thing. I loved the Punisher back then. Like, I probably watched it when I was too young. Um, I had a video game of it when it was out on Xbox, where you would just punish people, right? Like kill them and stuff. And I thought it was fun for being in <laughs> fourth, fifth grade or whatever it was. And I definitely too young at the time for sure, but. That, that left an impact on me. I, I liked Thomas Jane as the Punisher. I think he's better than the the TV series the Punisher. So really, whoa, Mean whoa, Girls is incredible. Still whoa. stands up. If I don't say that, my wife is going to kill me. It's her favorite yeah, movie. Mean Girls is amazing. I, I saw that in theater twice. Fun fact. Mm. So also we got to talk Hellboy a little bit because Hellboy is really oh, really shit. good. Guillermo yes. del Toro. Really, I loved that film. W- wasn't that Guillermo del Toro's first like big screen movie? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but no. let's uh, that Rasputin villain oh. helped him so much. The things like whoo, 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 with his sword stuff. Oh man, so good. If I may interject on the Punisher real quick, I have a recommendation for you. If you like yeah. Thomas Jane, um, do you know who Addie Shanker is? Addie Shanker is a producer. Uh, he's famous for directing and doing the animation studio behind the Castlevania series on Netflix. Mm, I do not. Addie no. Shanker did a bootleg series like five to ten years ago or something like that is this the short film yeah the short film yeah yeah he did that he did the short film for the punisher with thomas jane and it also has uh who's the guy ron perlman is also in it Mm -hmm. and that's really good like i was going to recommend that to you so yeah no i i I, that was actually brought up on twitter today because thomas jane's made some asshole comments uh recently yeah i know it kind of tainted it there's a lot of actors now that are making all these asshole comments and it like taints my opinion on them completely. Right. Mm-hmm. 2020 Punisher, is just a reckoning year. I'll tell you right. what, like there's people where it's like, man, I didn't know it that I needed to dislike you, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I go, do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> going back to, going back to Jay, what you were saying about uh, Del Toro, his uh, De- the devil's backbone is probably his first major, major one that hit like full on in, okay. in the horror genre. And he also did blade two, which is pretty badass. Oh, okay. So, more yeah. films. Steven Spielberg's um, The Terminal. Incredible. I love that film. Captain Zeta Jones, Tom Hanks, great chemistry. The right, Notebook. Bo- we got to say The Notebook too, because that came out and that was Ryan every Gosling. girl's thing. That turned every girl in the vicinity of Ryan Gosling into a water slide. True. Um, there are a few movies that we're forgetting about, like The Aviator and also Million Dollar Baby. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Million Dollar Baby. I like Clint Eastwood's performance in that. And uh, we're also forgetting the Chronicles of Riddick. That's are we? It's bad. No, yes, we are. Yes, we are forgetting that. That's a badass film. All right. Did we yes. mention iRobot? Oh, no, and then Wilson's we'll iRobot. iRobot's a fairly big one. Open Water was something I think we referenced last movie last time, but I, it's also from this year as well. I don't know how that works. Was there any uh, other than this? Yeah. Did anyone? Uh, does anyone care for Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah and Taxi? <laughs> That's that might be. Was it one of the worst? It got a razzie. It, 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 it was. It was one of the worst. But it was <laughs> to me. It was. It actually wasn't a, a bad movie. 
it just showed that, you know, she has a passion for cars. And as a car guy, I can appreciate that. And then we also have Starship Troopers, too. Ooh, yep. There's also House of the Flying Daggers. We have Spanglish, Hotel Rwanda, Meet the Fockers, The Aviator. Wait wait a second. We can't go past Hotel Rwanda. I would say Hotel Rwanda. I mean, Don Cheadle did such a spectacular job. He was going up against Brad Pitt and Troy that year. Mm. Troy? We didn't mention Troy. Troy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) It's always at the last minute where we're busting out all the actual titles that we're... (laughs) Hotel got, Rwanda should not be overlooked for sure. No, it it, it, def, it definitely shouldn't. Along with Denzel Washington, the Maturian Candidate, and as well as the uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, it was Zack Snyder. What do you yeah. think that's of that, that's Jazz? A, that's what do you think of, my, of that? Now, here's the thing. So here's, I okay, let me tie this thing because I said I was going to bring it up <laughs> last time. So last time we're talking about Finding Nemo, right? This time we're talking about Dawn of the Dead. There was a double feature. Oh yeah. There was a double feature in the drive-in where I, the night we went to go see Finding Nemo and Dawn of the Dead, my fish was eaten that day when I went to go visit my dad's. And for whatever reason, he's like, well, we'll go see Finding Nemo. And then you have to sleep during this Dawn of the Dead movie. So I watched that whole movie because, you know, like it's radar and I was like third grade, fourth grade. I watched it with the blanket over my face, you know, like kind of stretch across my eye to like watch it. And I actually, I, I do think the Dawn of the Dead remake is solid. I think if Zack Snyder sticks to practical stuff he does a really good job and there's like a lot of stuff that went into that film where like the age of the zombies would depend on like the the color of the blood like the darker right. the blood the older the zombie was like how badass is that and they also hooked up all the actors with like squibs themselves and they would uh mm-hmm. blast them themselves like dude badass movie good recommendation jay yes underrated yes very, very much so we forgot to mention uh, ray as well and the polar express I'm Wait, sorry. Ray came, Ray, Ray, Ray came out that year. I thought Ali came out that year. Showing Ray came out. And I think Ali came out a couple years ago. I remember two, using the 2001. I, I think that oh, 2001. Was that a 2001? Mm, Shark so. Tale was oh. also a Will Smith movie that came out. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't I, forget, you got served. <laughs> I actually watched that movie. <laughs> oh, I actually, um, I, that, I thought that movie was tight when I saw it, but I was like 16 years old. So right, and we also have Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix and John Travolta in Ladder 49. Ooh, yeah, I remember that one as well. Uh, Why are we not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh? Fahrenheit 9/11 came out. Speaking of today, yeah. right? Yeah, documentary came out. Um, Hold on, let me check out Ladder 49. I didn't really know how to pitch director was today with that. Because I, I, a part of me was like, should we ask everybody first if we should, if you guys want to do this? And, and you know, you know, it's 9-11. We have to, I guess we, we now should address it because we've referenced it twice as jokes <laughs> and if not actually addressed it, addressed it. Um, seriously, this is when I, I went back and watched Jon Stewart's clips of The Daily Show when, when it happened. And he spoke so eloquently about just uh, his viewpoint from the apartment, he said, was the World Trade Center. And he started breaking down a little bit. And he was, and he was like, and it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. And, and now I look out that window and do you know what the view is? It's the Statue of Liberty. And he was talking about the fact that America has already won because of the first responders and because of the people that showed up and put their life on the line to try to help and save people and and go through the rubble and and get horrible diseases as well that john stewart also fought to to be able to get covered for health 
And um, he's still fighting for that, by the way. He was just earlier this year sitting, I believe in January, December or January, he was sitting in front of a Senate committee and he was chewing them out because they want to reallocate those funds to something else, which come to find out Donald Trump did that anyway. So yeah, there's a new um, report that came out today. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here like, how can you take away from someone who's doing so much to, you know, they helped New York. They were the ones who brought New York back. And now we're sitting here taking money away from them for medical attention where people still need medical attention to this day because of all the stuff that they breathe in, just trying to help other people out, doing their jobs mm -hmm. for you. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And it's sad that they have to sit there and he just went off. And you know what? I totally fucking agree with him. And if I ever hear anyone talk bad about what John Stewart's doing for the FDNY and the, the fund that he's been so preciously fighting for the last 20 years, well, 19 years, but it feels like 20. I was walking to school that day. I was a senior in high school. I was walking to school, Whittier High School on Philadelphia Avenue. And all of a sudden I see my friend, he's watching, I think this was like in the pre-stages of YouTube. And he was like, dude, we're going to war. I was like, what do you mean we're going to war? He's like, the World Trade Center just fell. And I was like, got on the phone as soon as I got to class and I called my dad. And I was like, are you doing all right? He's like, I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed. And I was like, all right, I'll be home as soon as I'm done here at school. He was like, you better, cause we got a lot of work to do. And we started putting supplies together to send to those guys. We went to our local fire shop and we actually dropped stuff off for them because they were on, they were getting ready to load up and drive their fire engine all the way up to New York to go help. So let someone say something crazy around me. I will break their fucking face. I believe it. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Done yeah. and right. Sorry, I, I, I totally took that point away from you, Patrick. I'm you didn't, sorry. dude. You enhanced it. You gave us you gave us really the greatest the greatest thing that I don't have anything else to say about it because you've said pretty much I think what all of all of us are thinking. Um, right. We will never forget. And yeah, I'll yeah. I don't know how to end this, but saying that I'm happy to be able to be with you guys to be able to communicate like virtually. It's crazy that I'm meeting, like I'm talking with Jay over all the way in LA. Um, I'm in San Diego, brother. San Diego. <laughs> I don't know where anybody lives, man. I'm next, I'm next to Comic-Con, okay? <laughs> I am next to Comic-Con, okay? There we go, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, we've had so many great experiences with people, being able to communicate, being able to be in this group of friends. And yeah, I think, Friendship and, and, and having that community to, to help build you up is, is part of what makes this podcast great. And I really want to thank you guys for doing that. So, Jay, tell the people where they can find you and what you're working on, man. Uh, you guys can catch me uh, right here on YouTube and on Facebook. I'll start posting videos up on Facebook on Let's Talk About It. I already have two episodes out where you can see Chaz and Patrick on, <laughs> um, on my second episode, which was a great episode, might I add. Uh, there are spoilers. I did put that in the warning, so there are spoilers. Um, but it's like maybe a 30-minute spoiler rant, a fight between Patrick and Chaz, which I was think, great, by the way. I don't think anybody <laughs> has ever riled me up as much as Chaz did on that episode. I, right. I, I, I was screaming 
I was screaming. I, I don't do that. It was crazy. <laughs> you were. Like, Calm down. <laughs> right. And uh, I'll also be, I'm working on episode three of Let's Talk About It. And I'm working on a series. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm stealing this from VH1, but uh, let's talk about the 90s is what I'm going to call it. So, um, yeah. Very cool. Where we talk Very about cool. 90 movies, uh, like The Negotiator, uh, stuff like that. Movies that were made in the 90s with less CGI in them with great acting. Very cool, man. Thank you again for being on. Of course, we're going to have you on another day. We appreciate you. Brent, Propaganda Holotape is out. Please go check it out on Spotify. I'm very excited to have had you on, man. Where can the people find you? Um, Either right there on Spotify or uh, I have all my leather work that I've been posting on AB Walker Leatherworks on Instagram. And I've been posting pretty up, like like photos regularly, and I will continue posting them as I continue finishing some projects that I've uh, been working on lately. So very cool. Thank you again for coming on. And Chaz, over and under artist exposed that just came out with a new episode. No. Yep, every Friday came out with Albert. I don't know how to say his last name. We joked about it on the episode, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we have that. Um, Check that out. I am posting, I am catching up my YouTube videos of those. So if anybody wants to watch those on YouTube, they will be up by tomorrow. Very cool, man. Your, your hair is growing, by the way. Have I mentioned that? Oh, dude. these little curls coming down. Did, did you not oh, see his shit. face? Did you not see his Facebook post earlier? Man. This... I saw that. That was spectacular, by the way. <laughs> I like your little photo spread. Dude, I think, I think uh, when you and I started doing the podcast, my hair was like shorter, you know? We need new thumbnails was, is what you just told me. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it's basically like when I was going to get my hair cut is when quarantine hit. And then I haven't really, I'm like, I kind of want to keep it growing through quarantine just to see how long it is. I'm like, this is what fucking happens when nobody fucking follows guidelines. See, that's why I just cut that's... my hair myself and I just go bald. <laughs> <laughs> You're spite growing your hair. That's amazing. I love it. You guys can also check out Chaz on PatrickBadyReviews.com with his reviews. He's coming out with some new Denis Villeneuve. I made that rhyme three times. Denis Villeneuve stuff. And with Dune trailer coming out, uh, yeah, get it ready for some real cool shit. Spectacular, by the way, Chaz. Doesn't I just it? Wanted to mention that. It looks really good. The trailer? Oh, dude, I, I cried. I, I cried during the te- I cried both teasers. There was one Tenet and one the day before announcing when it was going to come out. Right. And then it dropped. And I was on Twitter because apparently it appeared on Twitter exclusively first where Stephen Colbert was talking with them about the process of making it. And it was like 25 fucking minutes of amazingness watching these actors talk about it. I'm like, okay, where is the trailer? Like, where is the trailer? I have to work. And then it dropped and I cried and then I fucking rewatched it and reshared it. And dude, I love it. So it was great. Thoughts galore. We should put a thing up. You should write something for that as well. We've got other reviews. Enola Holmes is coming out. Also, uh, The Devil All the Time is going to be coming out as a review soon. That new Netflix film with Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. And Possessor that happened at Sundance. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that one, dude. Me too. That (laughs) film, holy fuck, is all I'm going to say. That's going to be a great great horror film this okay, year. Qu- question for you because you do you know uh cronenberg I'm trying to wrap this up god damn it. i know no, no, i know <laughs> yeah. but cronenberg with the fly you know how like like the body mutates and shit that's his son doing the possessor so like is it similar to the fly of like body mutation shit i think we're just gonna have to find out when that review drops 
I'm sorry. Oh, wow. What a segue. Yes. I got to thank you guys. We will see you at the next review. Peace out, Mother Fs.